1: TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds Talk.
0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Late Night Reds Talk Live, part of the Believe Podcast Network and Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile version of the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe 50 that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 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 bonus. I'm Tim Daniel. I hate doing ad reads. I'm really bad at them. I apologize. But we're here. We're excited to be doing the show. Even though there's not much baseball to talk about right now because of the lockout. But that's okay. We're going to make it work. I'm here as always with our producer, our man with plan, Mr. Nick Kirby.
1: What's going on? Welcome to the uh, the
0: baseball lockout season. But we're not locked out, are we, fellas? Nope. We have our faces on our avatars for Twitter. Can't take us down. Can't take it away from us. Also, joining us, former big league pitcher, where if he were still in the big leagues, he also would be locked out right now, but he's not. He's with us, Mr. Carlos Guevara. So, boys, how's it going? How are you, buddy? Yes. So, folks, we're excited to be here. Obviously, a little bit of a weird time. The fact that baseball is not a thing right now where players can't sign anywhere, no trades are happening. And like we said, everyone's information was removed from MLB.com. So we're going to kind of go and just real quick, just kind of touch on it. So the MLB lockout is in full effect. It's unanimous vote from owners. The first MLB work stopper since the 94, 95 seasons. There's no contact between teams and players, no trades or free agent signings going on right now. And players also have no access to team facilities. So with that being said, we knew this was coming. It still kind of sucks though.
1: It was, it was super weird. We knew it was coming. We knew like, it wasn't unexpected or anything, but it was still just weird. And 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 the the, the players like faces being taken off the websites. I mean, I guess there's a legit reason behind that because of, like some sort of labor law. I don't think it was necessarily just uh, MLB being malicious. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just surreal. And and I guess you know like this current time that we're in, it's just so much different than anything before not not that really i remember all that much about 1994 but it's just it's just you know different it's definitely weird
2: hey, they don't even seem to be talking about ball as much not even on mlb tv got nothing but like old old games going now and which is kind of cool i like that i saw griffey's 500th earlier today it was nice
0: that's going to be our podcast now is we're going to do game recaps of the MLB Classics that they <laughs> show on the MLB Network. That's that's what we had during the lockout, folks. So do you remember when Griffey hit his five hundredth? It was like his second or third at bat in the game. and
1: It's just weird. You know, like MLB Network during the offseason is typically tons of player interviews, tons of like behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff, and there's none of that. I would not want to be a uh- – and, and an executive there trying to figure out what to put on the air. I would not want to be someone trying to sell tickets for a baseball team right now that I, I I can't, you know, put faces on the tickets. You know, we have to put veteran first baseman bobblehead giveaway on our website. Like,
0: it's just it's a it's a weird time. I was driving the other day. I was working a game and they had the billboard up for the Jonathan India bobblehead. Where like, if you got the six package, you got a guaranteed one. So, but it still had his picture and stuff. So, I think that probably will be changing in the next near future. I assume at least for a little while. I
1: I don't know. What do you guys think? How How long do you think this is going to go on?
0: I don't know. I mean, you know, it's hopefully not super long. I don't really want to like lose part of the season, um, especially when you do an MLB podcast. That make things really makes things really hard. <laughs> yeah, um, but. I don't know, man, because it's just like, you know, they said they met for what, like seven or eight minutes and they were like, all right. And then they left and it's like, oh boy. So it sounds like they went into that with the expectation that's, you know, they're going to shut it down. I hope it's nothing, you know, I hope it's just kind of like a few weeks, you know, we still got a full spring training and everyone's a okay. Um, Carlos talked quite a bit this year about like Joey and just how tough it was for him when he got, you know, to have a shortened spring training And kind of get back in his groove and then his injury and stuff. It's like, you know, you don't want that to be the whole team in that circumstance, maybe, you know, or all of baseball at that point. So hopefully it's just, you know, at the most by the Super Bowl, we're talking about like spring training starting up and pitchers and catchers reporting the next few days. I don't know, man. I don't have, I don't don't know if we have anything that says like there's this update that could change.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's anything out there uh, saying that it's everybody's just purely a guest right now. I mean, I guess I would say. I'd say first week of March they report everybody all at once. It's gonna be my guess. Stowing that out there.
1: None of the insiders really have any sort of idea. They're all like just saying, we have no idea." It's a complete guess. You know, normally you you hear someone like kind of like at least be speculating, but they are all just as clueless as we are. But probably lean more towards like what Carlos is saying. There's just there's there's no sense of urgency right now, and there's not going to be until there's some sort of deadline. You know, until like there's that that spring training and and there's, you know, really pressure, you know, I I just don't think they're gonna either side is gonna be, you know, pressed to 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 make a deal. So I I would be surprised at this point if we have full like they're ready by the date that we have now the
0: pitchers and catchers are set.
1: I'd be surprised if that's not moved back.
0: I hope it's I hope it's not. But this doesn't feel very good, Bob.
1: Ultimately, as long as the season itself is not disrupted, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Now, there may be some, you know, some real body blows from both sides that that really have some ugly, you know, lasting effects. But just in general, as long as games aren't impacted, I think in a couple of years, this will be kind of more of a footnote, but. If you have games, even if it's delayed a week or two weeks, that is just – it's not good for either side. It is a complete disaster for both sides. It's going to its gonna hurt. It's going to hurt everyone's pocketbooks.
0: The last time the season was delayed because of a lockout, 1990. Reds won the World Series. Huh? Huh? 2022? I think Did it was own?
1: last time the owners enforced a lockout. The Reds won the World Series. Um well, the, the 95 season was delayed, but that was actually the players uh, went on strike, yeah. I think, was the difference. But, hey, the Reds made the playoffs that year, too. Hey, I'd, I'd take an NLCS berth in, in 2022.
0: Yeah, we all would.
1: So, yeah, huh? sign me up. Let's go. Yeah.
0: I'm in. All it takes is just the season stopping and things go well for the Reds, right? I did kind of appreciate you know the, the players having fun with all this. Until Trevor Bauer got involved, and like typical Trevor Bauer had to take things too far and do something really stupid. Such a bag. You know, I, I definitely, Johnny Cueto and, you know, Jose Ramirez, like you have shown there, they're, they're like, can we get at least get my hair in this photo? those photos? We're pretty funny. Um, here's one thing I don't understand. So this comes out, and it's like, you know, everything's off base. No one can do anything. Then, like, John Heyman's like making reports that, like, Curtis Granderson is in consideration for the Mets managerial position. It's like, how can you? How is that happening? If we can't like do any conversations right now, like how does the grandy man get away with it? And no one else does at this point.
1: Well, it's just the players that are locked out. Just people who are ah. associated with the, the players union. So like David Bell's still like a Reds employee. He's still expected to do whatever the hell they do during the off season. I mean, I, pitching game plans. I I don't know. But they're still <laughs> they're still employees and they're still expected to you know, work, whatever that, that is. I know we'll get into it later, but like Alan center, the hitting coach was like working with guys all the way up until, until the lockup. Yeah. All those guys are still employees. They can still hire managers. They can still sign uh, guys to minor league contracts, but they can't formally give them a spring training invite until the lockout's over.
0: Ah, oh, so I yeah,
1: there, there's, there's some, some caveats to it that, that, that make it a little interesting.
0: I guess the big thing here now is at this point. So, like, is this going to be like a rush free agency? Like, are we going to see guys like as soon as like that thing's open? Like the, a couple of years ago when the NFL had their lockout, there was no, there was like two weeks before training camp was supposed to start. So all of a sudden, all these guys are getting contracts. Do you think it's going to be kind of something like that where it's like, all right, well they can report on March fourth, opening days March thirty first, and Nick Castellanos just signed a contract. Gonna happen fast.
1: Gonna happen. Fast and furious, and I, I don't know whose side that it'll be a benefit for. I, I don't know if there yeah. will be teams panicking and overpaying for players because they are, you know, like the Yankees haven't signed anyone. They've signed yeah. nothing. Or if it'll just be uh players are just so, you know, hey, I don't want to be the, the one left out. I don't want this dragging into the season starting. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I You know, if if we're playing, you know, the Reds are, you know, actually – you know, would actually spend money. I don't know if it was a good decision. If it was a good decision to hold off or not, I really don't know. It could be a good decision. It might be a bad decision. I guess it's kind of a gamble either way. Do you think Corey Seager gets three hundred twenty-five million or whatever he gets when they come back? And oh, there is yeah. like kind of a rush. I mean, I think that that was a calculated move. You know, I don't think I'll get that after, but you just you don't know. I guess Carlos Correa will be the real. Interesting, because if if he isn't able to get like the same deal as as Corey Seager when he's clearly a you know I think a a more valuable player at least for the long term, then clearly you know Seager signing early was the right move.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I just love how Correa's like name keeps
1: coming up with
2: the Red Sox and the Dodgers. Like it'd be great if (laughs) he went to one of those two teams.
1: Yeah, it's hard to see him not ending up on on the the Yankees. Just like you know they have like such a need and yeah,
2: he's the perfect fit for the Yankees ugh.
1: oh yeah yeah he he just he fits Yankee you know that just that that's your Yankee shorts
2: like, he's an A-Rod mini like although I liked
0: A-Rod a whole lot more than what I like Correa but <laughs> fun fact Carlos struck out Alex Rodriguez in a Major League Baseball game no big deal <laughs>
1: we are going to have to get a video of that during the uh
0: I was gonna say gonna the, the
1: real death valley of the yeah I need the to podcast need to give it and have it to a my full, neighbor
2: so he can do whatever computer a, nerd stuff to it and send it to you
1: have a full <laughs> breakdown pitch by pitch frame by frame maybe analyze the spin <laughs> you know maybe we can get a, a stat cast expert on the it's show so
2: slow <laughs>
0: Nick <laughs> Hundley kept takes forever for
2: a, to get there I'm like what the hell
0: Nick Cunley kept asking for a fastball and I said no way no way <laughs> I'm not doing Ooh. it man oh man I love it I really don't know if it's like good or bad for the circumstance for the Reds just because you know everything's so up in the air and I think that's the theme of this episode is I don't know because it's just you know like I said no insider has any thought process how long this is going to take I know that the we've seen the social media jokes that oh it's just like the Reds they can sit around and do nothing it's <laughs> not very funny your jokes aren't good guys
1: so did the Yankees. I mean, they didn't right, do anything yeah. either. So that's exactly, that's,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it was a calculated move by certain teams to sign and, and, and others that didn't. I mean, like the Texas Rangers, they're in a completely different boat than really anyone else in baseball. I mean, they had literally nothing on their payroll. So, you know, they don't necessarily, I think, have to be as, you know, like particular with their free agents because they just need to sign guys. Whereas, you know, other teams are – you know, we only need to sign one or two guys. We need more calculated to, to, to really fit our roster. But, you know, the Rangers can just sign some guys and then you know fill in those extra pieces later with whatever's you know kind of kind of left. So they're just in such like a different, I think, situation than everyone else. The really interesting thing to me is, does this mean that Castillo, Mally, Miley, Gray, you know, mean they're probably likely Reds in twenty twenty two? Was, like, the lockout kind of, like, the deadline? You know, is there going to be a mad scramble and, and some team overpays then? You know, I don't know. I mean, I think it, you know, I think they made it to the lockout. I think it, they're definitely, their chances are lower, but I don't know. You know, was was that, what was the thinking there? Is it, we, we're going to try to trade them before, and if not, well, we didn't do it. All right, we're planning to roll with them, or or they still going to be shopping them when they come back?
2: Who knows? <laughs> I mean, this is a whole freaking guess. This whole show is going to be a guess of what we think might happen. <laughs> yeah. We don't
1: know.
0: Shit. <laughs> and here's our crystal ball. Uh. But I think it, if I had to guesstimate, and that's strictly what I'm doing here at the moment is guesstimating. I would have to say that this is probably more of like a situation where it benefits the Reds for those guys to still be on the team. Just because that window to trade them gets much smaller. You know what I mean? Like just, you don't have as much time to like work out negotiations at this point because you have nothing you can really do um, unless they do like the full-fledged NBA thing where it's like free to at six o'clock and Lonzo ball signs at six minute, six o'clock and 30 seconds. So it happens to have a sign and trade, but I don't see that being the case.
1: The general managers are still working. So I, I yeah. don't know. Are they still, I haven't really seen anything that says they can't be like talking about players so like you know, could it be the second the lockout ends? Boom, trade happens. You know, or they're sending guys for physicals as soon as they as soon as the lockout ends to to start the process of trades. And that that's a whole nother layer to this that, that we we just we have we have no idea.
2: We're gonna have to do two shows with that first week we come back.
1: We're gonna have an emergency show every night.
2: <laughs> There's gonna be thirty transactions each day. <laughs> What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? I'm not down for the three and a half hour podcast like Joe Rogan.
0: Nope. Nope. that's not <laughs> that's not my play. I'm not for that at all. Ninety, uh,
1: 90 minutes is our max.
0: Yeah, that,
2: those are reserved for Clay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love, love you, Clay.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we could still have them on Clay and Bryce because you know the minor leagues. If you're not on the forty man, you can still like. Workout yeah. and stuff. So we're gonna need to really be starting to talk about minor league.
2: Yeah. Whatever the whenever the Dominican League playoffs start, we need to watch those a little better. We <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe we can get streaming rights so we can just like do like a thing where you can just like watch the game on this and people can watch it with us.
1: There we go.
0: Yeah, I'm with it. You know, the cheap reds who don't spend money on anyone, and let everyone run away. Um did tender contracts for all ten of their top arbitration eligible players. So Luis Castillo, Jesse Winker, Tyler Malley, Tyler Naquin, Amir Garrett, Kyle Farmer, Luis Sessa, Lucas Wissens, Jeff Hoffman, Nixon Zell, are all back on the team on big league contracts. So much for letting everyone walk.
1: I think this at least signifies that the Reds aren't doing everything possible to cut every single dollar right. they can. I, I, you know, I, I said something about you know Naquin coming back being a positive sign. People are like, well, that's just a cheap way out of Casianos. Okay, well, they still could have had TJ Friedel play right field next year for the league minimum. That's still $3 million plus that they're, you know, spending that they could have cut. So I, I don't know if it's a sign that, hey, they're actually, you know, really going to be aggressive, you know, when we come back from the lockout or not. But I, I definitely don't think it's a negative sign. I think this is definitely a positive sign in the right direction. Because there's, you know, like Naquin was the perfect guy that you could just, all right, there's, there's, three or four million that we can just, you know, pocket and, and, and just, you know, play TJ Friedel or Aquino or whoever else. So, you know, I definitely think that's a a positive sign. I'm happy to see all these guys back. They all have value. Even Jeff Hoffman, you know, he has value, you know, it's, you need that pitching depth is there's going to be injuries in spring training. And there might be even more with, you know, guys, you know, maybe coming back rushed, not, not getting that full, I don't know, Carlos, can maybe speak to that. I mean, do you think there could be maybe some potential more injuries with if we're, like, jumping in and there's only, like, two weeks of spring training or something like that? Yeah, there would probably
2: naturally be a couple of more than normal. But Maybe, as far
1: as... maybe not injuries. Maybe more uh, guys not ready. You know, like, like maybe guys that were coming back from an injury or something, you know, they're like, hey, I'm not ready in two weeks. I'm going to need another two or three weeks. Maybe there might be more situations like that.
2: Yeah, there could be. Yeah, because, I mean, these guys can't even work with those team doctors either those guys that are rehabbing are going to having a rehab on their own, which really sucks for those big injuries.
1: Have you ever had to rehab on your own when you weren't affiliated with a team or anything? Um, no, I only had bone chips taken out.
2: So that was, that was just basic, um, you know, PT, like I, they, they sent me home right away from the doctor and I could I could just work with, you know, one of the PTs here in town and, because it was nothing like spe- baseball specific, it was just going in and breaking up cartilage and,
1: and stuff like that. Did you, I think it was Jamison uh, uh, Talion? Talion, how you say his last name? He was one that that was you know rehabbing from a, an injury, and you know said, "Hey, where do I go find a doctor?" I had, I had no idea. What do you What do you think that a situation like that, if you're coming back from maybe Tommy John surgery or something, really? I mean, I would assume that 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 some of these guys, I mean you know, they obviously, like, this lockout just wasn't just sprung on them. Like, I would assume it was some sort of plan or something with at least the team doctors. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm
2: sure, I'm sure they they got word to their agent where they could go and kind of continue rehabbing with the same plan.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's so crazy, man. I never thought in all my years of doing podcasting that we'd be talking about, like, someone, a team not working, or, like, a league just shut, shutting down. Like, I was still doing basketball podcasts during COVID. Yeah, this yeah. is, uh, uh, a whole new whole new world, Tim. <laughs> it's a whole new world. All right. So before we get to our next segment, we got to go cool, real quick. say. So have a word from our sponsors at Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull gifts, lightened lab-grown diamonds, and the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find, at a light price $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds but are just grown in a lab because of their process – they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are a gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make an outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com. They add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds. Never a dull moment. With that being said, Kitty, here we have Sal. There has been some sort of transactions going on, like I said, without being able to do invites for Major League Spring training. Um, the Reds did have. Signs five minor leagues to have five minor league signings for the team, including Philadelphia Phillies former catcher, Andrew Knapp, uh, former second round pick, had a solid 2020 in the COVID season, but struggled last year. Uh, Was a top 100 prospect in 2016. And so, you know, looking at the potential for the backup for Tyler Stevenson, he's going to be a name that'll be in that conversation. So, you know, we got something to talk about as far as like that move. These guys were right before the, the, bu- the lockout buzzer sounded so these
1: guys actually do officially have spring training invites not like it matters i mean they could still sign these guys but I, I they actually they one other piece to that is they can't sign anyone with any sort of guarantees so uh for for a minor league deal like they can't sign a guy to a, a minor league deal and then have a guarantee that if you make the team you're going to get 1.5 million i think that's like something that um um, the Reds have done before in the past with, with someone like the starting pitchers that they brought in on minor league deals. If you make the team, you get, you know, so much money. But uh, but I, I like Knapp. I mean, I, I think he's definitely a guy with some upside. You know, anytime you, you uh, see a catcher with, a, you know, 130 OPS plus in a season, even if it was, you know, less than 100 plate appearances, I mean, that definitely sticks out. He's not a good defensive catcher at all. Uh, based on every metric that we have, but as a backup, you know, yeah, might not be the end of the world, but uh, you know, he's definitely a guy that, that has some upside. I would, I would say he's probably going to be under really, really strong consideration to, uh, to make the team. And then um, I can never say his name, right? The, the guy that played for team USA. You know, it'd be better off to send him to Triple A to start the season to, to keep you having some some depth at Triple A. You know, to, to save yourself from injury. But maybe he's definitely a guy with some upside. Definitely a guy you you love having on a minor league deal.
0: Definitely worth a shot. Like I said, we know there's obviously a void there, so guy could probably get a good chance to make things happen. Um also kind of getting the the, the minor league invitation for spring training. Uh, Trey Wingenter. Did I say his name right? I think I did. Relief pitcher has hit 100 on the gun before. Um, had Tommy John right for the 2020 COVID season, then a back injury in August. But they expected to be ready for the 2022 spring training. I mean, this is kind of just a depth piece we can kind of talk about. Carlos, I don't know if you recall his time with the Padres and seeing him much, or never heard of him. <laughs> I like
1: him a lot. You know, I I, I think if he can stay healthy. Uh, he's got a really, really good chance to make the team. I have the best chance of any of these guys. I mean, this is a guy that, that that can hit 100 miles an hour. has has some really good, you know, peripheral numbers. Can strike guys out. He's just struggled with with command, like most pitchers. I don't think he's in the the, the Cino Perez struggling with command category. Um, you know, maybe more of the, the the first half Lucas Sims struggling with command category. But yeah, I mean, this guy guy with a lot of upside. You see kind of the Statcast numbers if you're watching from 2019. Yeah, you know, there are really some 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 eye popping, you know, statistics there. So um yeah, if he's healthy, I mean, man, that's a, just a, a great pickup on a minor league deal that could you know, potentially be a really nice piece in the bullpen. You can't have enough guys that can throw a hundred. Sure. No, yeah, that'll
2: be exciting. Get like, get him in there in spring training, get to work with Derek Johnson for a little bit. Um you know, I'm sure he's he's got the the lead what to do this offseason, what to work on as well. So that's that's all exciting
1: stuff.
0: I'm excited for it. I like the K rate. That looks very good on the StatCast page. I mean, on his Baseball Savant page.
1: He's also, you know, he's, he's, uh, and do some pretty weak contact and, uh, go Trey. Yeah. I, I believe in
0: you. Yeah. Alan Cordoba. Picking up all the Padres. Not just that, Alan Cordoba, the Alan Cordoba. Today's his 26th birthday. There's that. Happy uh, birthday, Alan. Happy birthday, Alan. Man, so he hasn't played in the major since 2017. So he was like 22.
1: Yeah. So he was so he was a Rule Five draft pick for by the Padres. He was assigned uh, with the Cardinals. So the the Padres picked him up. He had he was like that that Stewart Turner special where you hmm. keep him on your roster the whole year just so you can have him. Once you keep him on the roster the whole year, the next year you can send him to the minors. So that's really the only reason he played in 2017. So you know his his. 55 weighted runs created plus just throw that out the window because he he wasn't ready it was just a player you pick up to um that that you like the upside with him uh but yeah i mean i like that he can you know he can play just about every position he he mostly only played first base and third base though last year in the minors um so i i don't you know know how realistic him playing you like center field is but uh he had a nice year i mean 392 on base percentage last year and in double a uh, for the Padres. So he's a guy with some upside. He's only 26. You know, right? he's a, you know, a player you, you bring in and you, you hope you, you know, strike gold with He probably won't make the team, but you know, he, he's at least you, there's some, some positive upside with him. And he's got a little bit of speed too. 32 stolen bases in 2019.
0: Does that say he played four years of rookie ball?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was age 17 though, his first ah. year of rookie ball. I mean, so that's true. Um, so yeah, he's had a long tenure in the minors, but you know, I mean he was he was really really young.
0: I like the thirty-two stolen bases in twenty nineteen.
1: Were the Padres good in two thousand seventeen, Carlos? No. <laughs> so that's that's why he was on the roster the whole year. Yeah,
0: probably. Talk about the Yankees losing guys, I mean you can't lose Trey Amber guy. <laughs> right?
1: Uh this is the guy that uh um is least likely to make the roster. Now I'm sure he'll he'll go to camp and like hit hit ten home runs or something, yeah, just you know I don't really see a whole lot of of upside with, with trey my 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 apologies to to the young man
0: um this will be the guy that next year Nick's like fighting with us about like that he needs to get more at bats, and we're like, no, he's not good, you know he really can hit left handed pitching just you know
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nick would never
0: like he was like was it Scott heineman he'll be the Scott Heineman of this year, oh. I think this guy has
1: less upside than Scott Heineman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
1: shouldn't insult him. The guy's chasing a dream. But Hey, I mean he he made he, he got uh four uh, four plate appearances this year traded. Nice. I, I don't know if he came up in like a pinch or whatever, but uh yeah. Oh for four, but you know, he uh still searching for that that first hit. So yeah. we're rooting for you, Trey. Charles, you got any any um any insight into to Trey? Amp.
2: Hopefully we don't need to see him this year.
1: <laughs> Things are really going bad if we see Trey.
2: <laughs> if Trey makes an opening day lineup, we're
1: cutting this. <laughs> sh-. Might be the end of late night Stock live. <laughs> we'll at least have to do the show on like a tape delay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm up uh, for that. Oh man, that's good stuff. And we have Brandon Bailey. My God, that guy has played for forty teams. It feels like at times.
2: This Homer's cousin, y'all know that?
1: <laughs> is it really?
2: No, I have no idea. I just made
1: that up. <laughs> He's only like five foot eight or something. He's really short, so he does not look like him and uh, Homer would be
0: relatives. You never know. So Brandon Bailey, yes, yeah, sixth round pick of Homer's the. Homer's mom is
2: like four foot eight.
0: <laughs> really.
2: Yeah, she's tiny, tiny, tiny lady.
0: I forgot that he was traded. He put he paid, played for the Astros opening day roster last year. Good to know he still has his arm and Dusty didn't stretch him too far.
1: Well, he didn't need Tommy Johnson oh. oh, I stand corrected. Dusty <laughs> wore him
2: out in the spring.
1: <laughs> he threw seven innings with the Astros and that was enough. I mean, this is a guy the Reds definitely like. Um, I mean, they traded for him for uh For cash last year so i mean this is a guy they like and then they they non-tendered him and then re-signed him right away he is a driveline guy he's He's not not gonna pitch this year is he 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 is what i read was he's hoping to be back and ready by opening day he's you know some of the driveline guys have like crazy tommy john timelines like they're trying to you know uh cut the, the recovery time back now it still seems like probably a stretch he's ready by the end of the year but but a guy coming back from Tommy John, I mean, the Reds definitely. There's obviously something, you know, with him that they like. I've Read some stuff about, you know, the with the drive line. His his fastball is not that fast. it's only like 93 miles an hour, but it, it's apparently like crazy deceptive. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's 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 the guy that has, he has reached the majors and you know has does have some strikeout potential. You know, it's is some pretty you know solid minor league numbers throughout picked up on a rule five. So there's been
0: some guys, teams that have wanted them. So I think that's some positive. Yeah. I'm going to pull this up real quick. So we got a comment here from Sean on the Facebook page says, I think the reds are just adding some of these guys for fillers in Louisville with players in the 40 man roster, not being allowed to play. We'll probably see more minor league signings than normal. Also don't forget the minor league part of the rule five draft is in two days. There is. That's a good point. I mean, thanks first, Sean. Thanks for posting. We appreciate it. Uh, But you know, I th- Carlos kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier too. Is this, this is a possibility we could see a little more of that this year? I completely forgot the the minor league Rule Five
1: draft is. I mean, I don't. I it, it I could be wrong on this, but I think it's very, very unlikely that anyone in the Rule Five minor league portion of the draft like ever reaches the majors. I don't know, Carlos. Do you know anything about that? I don't know anybody that has. I think it's a real. I mean, we're talking like real long shot. I think that's more like filler pieces for your minor leagues. You know, if yeah, it's like you had a
2: run of injury at a catcher and all of a sudden you need more bodies. Can't wait till the draft, so just got to sign got to yeah. pick some up other teams. Because, I mean it costs like what
1: like $10,000 for each player maybe. Super yes. cheap. Maybe not with the new CBA. That's something honestly, man, I mean, I I would love to see, you know, like like minor league players get get better compensated. I like to yeah. see you know, players like Jonathan India get compensated. Those are the guys I'm rooting for. I mean, with all due respect, I'm not rooting for the Max Scherzers of the world and the, the, right. the lockout, you know? <laughs> like, like yeah. and that's just the interesting thing is there's there's so many different dynamics to the lockout. You know, you on both sides, like, so you have players, like you have Max Scherzer and Jonathan India, which are two completely different, you know, like what they're, they want out of this. And then you have, you know, teams with, 200 plus million dollar payrolls like the Dodgers and then teams with 50 million dollar payrolls like the Pirates and they have completely different goals in this. So you're kind of like stretched almost in like four different directions, you know, from, from different ownership types and different player types. So that, that's one of the, the things I think will really kind of, you know, drag this out a little bit.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's uh, definitely, it kind of makes it a little bit more interesting there. I can't say I'm rooting for the max charges of this either. So I'm definitely with you. Other kind of dynamic, too, is
1: I know everyone's, like, you know, rooting for, you know, the, the players and, and, and this and that. And, you know, I generally would would, would say I, I certainly side with the players, especially the, the, the Jonathan Indias and Tyler Stevenson's of the world. But it's kind of weird as, like, a Reds fan because some of the things that I think people want, you know, with increased salaries and stuff, it could be sort of detrimental to the Reds in some ways for – you know, like their future. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, it was like a conundrum of, of, like, what do you want to happen? Like, yeah, we can want these things to happen, but it might really hurt the Reds, at least in the next, you know, in, in the near
0: future. So kind of interesting how it'll all play out. Yeah, I agree. We kind of wanted to bring this up real quick. So it was discussed on MLB Trade Rumors, uh, the potential of the Reds moving on from Mike Moustakis. I know before we get to the Twitter first of the, combine everyone coming together to say yes. Um, the article just kind of breaks down the different things that could happen here. And, you know, obviously he has not performed to his contract. I know there's a lot of people who are very disappointed with what we've gotten from Mustaka so far in, in the organization. The thing is, you know, as far as like, I don't necessarily know if he's going to necessarily have like the, a market for the guy, you know, he obviously was injured most of last year. Um has got, his, you know, got one of the higher contracts on the team, but you know, he did get a bobblehead this year, so you think the Reds kind of had a lot more faith in him than what happened, obviously. But when you look at just kind of the, the lack of performance and the lack of being on the field, like I don't necessarily know what the Mike Moustakas market looks like next season.
2: He's a hell of a car salesman, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. Jake, Jake Sweeney Automotive or whatever the hell they're called. Carlos lives in Texas, and he knows these commercials. That's how much he sees them. You would
1: have to eat probably... 80 90 percent of his contract at this point just because of of how you know injury prone he's been the last two years I mean this is a guy though that you know did have like almost I think 10 consecutive years where he was an above average hitter you know prior to to this season so I mean I'm certainly not against trading him I mean if, if you could find someone I would say like maybe like my cut line this is just a rough would be maybe like fifty percent of someone would take fifty percent of his salary I would say yeah sure maybe move on but if you're talking like eighty percent I my I feel like just bring him back and, and see what he has you know I mean he's he's thirty three he's not you know he's not thirty seven or anything like that you know he he has he a like he's thirty seven he, he does you know <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if you're, if you're really paying 80%, it's just kind of like opening up the payroll to sign someone else. Like that's just, that's, that's changed pretty much at that point. So I would prefer unless they're, they're able to really, you know, you know, swing someone into um, taking a large, uh, at least like 50% of his contract or if they're, they're adding him on to like a, a sunny gray trade um, where they're able to get someone to take, a, you know, like all of his contract, That'd be probably the only way that I would say it's worth it. But him you
2: know I, and a Nixon a and a relatively decent prospect and get back a
0: maybe a fourth outfielder. That would be selling. So, I mean, I'll tell you what I found out is the can't see the Royals fans still very much love Mike Moustakis. Still big fans. <laughs> yes, they are. So
1: out the Royals' ownership is a fan of his contract,
0: though. <laughs> but they got those new Unis, this baby, they brought back those baby powder blues full time. You know, Mike Moustakis might look pretty good in blue. Is that considered tampering at this point? Because there's no like negotiations. Uh-huh.
1: I, I,
0: don't, I don't think it
1: is. You know, if it's between owners, as long as there's no agents or players involved, I, I don't really think it is. I mean, they're they're still working, so. Do you think
0: they have to be like, we'll send you veteran third baseman number nine. In return, we want prospect outfielder number 13 and prospect shortstop number seven. We're trying to
1: move from the antler guy. (laughs) Are you interested in the antler guy?
0: (laughs) Would you be willing to give up that gentleman you guys have who uh, you would call a junior? Nope, junior, saying too much. Sorry. Um, uh, he has the same name as the person before him. Is that possible? That's I don't know. I t- reference folks.
1: I, you, you guys mentioned since I've talked myself into since I don't I have to. I don't, man, I don't want to. Like, I just want to be like, I just want to give up. Like, and so, like, over. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, the position flexibility and the on base skills. Like, I, I can't quit him. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I just hope he's one of those guys that everyone gives up on and then that's when he he powers through. The, the talent's there, you know. I, I I think I think people were too high on him when they, they came up, but I think they're too low on him now. So, I don't know. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you,
0: Nick. Oh, dude, I I still want him to come and be Willie Mays. You know he's not going to be <laughs> Willie Mays, you know what I mean? Like I still want him to be incredible and I want him to do, do it here on our team. So if I'm still the flag bearer, of the Nixon's L fan club, I guess I'll just have to die on that Hill.
1: I mean, he's the kind of player that the red ceiling just, I mean, yeah, he completely totally. changes the, the whole lineup. If you have a healthy Nixon's Zell and he produces like you expected to,
0: I just want him to get extra base hits and steal bases. That's all I ask. Like he's very fast. We've seen that, you know, like Carlos talked about when he played with Chris Dickerson, it was very similar to him. Like, we just, that's all I want from him. Extra base hits and steals, man. I think he's
1: a solid defender, and and he's someone that would just get better with his speed over time, especially in in, in JBB. So he's going to improve the defense, and it's hard to see him if he's healthy really being anything less than at least an average hitter, right? So, I mean, you get an average hitter, solid fielder with some speed. I mean, that's a valuable player. He doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to hit like Jonathan India, but he's playing a premium position. Yeah. That's why he'd be a good guy to put in that Mike Mustakas deal. <laughs> you just imagine if the Reds trade him and like he, he's, he becomes like the next Chris Taylor like I'm dreaming of. Like, oh, my goodness. He's an Michael all-star too. next year. Like, like,
2: oh. What you dreaming of Chris Taylor? I'm always dreaming of Chris Taylor. Weirdo.
0: Yeah, so we do have this comment on the YouTube. Shout out to Every Day is Like a Field Trip. Thanks for commenting and hanging with us. It says, from what I understand, during the last lockout, owners were forbidden from speaking with one another by Bud Selig. I don't know if it's the same this time around. That's interesting. I have no
1: idea. There also wasn't text messaging, though, back then. So I don't know. Does that change anything? Yeah. Maybe, they, maybe they have like, they have like uh, encrypted networks that they talk
0: on, back channels. They all do the Tom Brady. They just smash their cell phones instead of turning them in. Of burner Twitter accounts, <laughs> yeah.
1: DM each that's, other.
0: That's actually a world I want to see. I want to see like all the back channels of like negotiations. Like, I want that to be a book that comes out in like ten years, like the Conseco book where he just tried to like tear down baseball. That's the book I actually want.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to know who all was offered in trades and yeah. and in which GMs like just like lose sleep at night thinking about what they could have. the trade they could have made or you know or or the the ones that that were so close to pulling the trigger and and like it would have ruined their entire career but they just didn't at the last minute or whatever as you know there's so many of these that we have just no idea about
0: do you think that this lockout you know hopefully it doesn't get as serious as 94 but do you think we could have a potential situation here where like could hurt of like a franchise really bad like like, the Expos were hurt. I mean, like, the 94 Expos, you look at that roster, they were incredible. And, you know, now they're in D.C. as the Nationals. I don't know if it's that severe, and maybe I'm just overthinking this, which is very possible with me, but...
1: The the TV money just saves everything right now, true. Yeah, you know, where you didn't have that in, in 94. You know, just the, the, the health of the game, you know, from that standpoint it, it is going to save... I just... It, Outside of like Tampa, which they're already in discussions, I, it's just hard to see really many other teams like you know losing their franchise or re, relocating. You know, uh, Manfred's already said like he wants two more teams. Are, are they really going to add two more teams and relocate like in another team? You know that that's where it really you know you, you run out of cities at some point you know, that are that are real True. you know viable cities.
0: You remember they had that like discussion a couple of years ago about the Rays where they're like they're going to spend part of the year in Tampa. And part of the year in Montreal. And I was like, that would piss me off so much as a season ticket holder. They're pushing that now. They're, they're, now, trying, they're trying to have so that next
1: year. I love it. I, I think it's awesome. I mean, I'm sure I would hate it if I was a Tampa fan, but I don't know. I think that's fun. I think it's fun to get more cities involved. And, you know, Tampa can't, man, they can't get more than 10,000 people during most of their games. So. Why not bring them down here in the cold months? Have them up there in the warm months? It'd be cool to have a stadium in Montreal that was outdoors, you know, if, if you're not playing the cold the cold months. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's fun. But it's not my team. I don't know. If the Reds went down to Nashville, like, let's say they they, they sold, like, 15 games to Nashville. What would you think about that? That's kind of a fun weekend trip. Go see your Reds play in Nashville. Stop <laughs> it. This is just-, just stop it, Mick. Nick. You don't even
2: come. You don't even come see your Cincinnati Reds anymore. <laughs> I've made plenty of trips to see my Cincinnati Reds. And you're like that far away from Cincinnati on the map.
0: <laughs> the map, yes. The drive, not so much. <laughs> Carlos, I don't know if you noticed, but the drive between Cleveland and Cincinnati is pretty terrible. It's what worst. is it like? Three hours? the The length is not the issue. It's that there's nothing on the road back and forth.
1: I'm closer to like uh, uh, five, especially with kids that you know. Have to stop every three seconds. and
0: Yeah, my wife is making that drive this weekend to see her family, and I am not going because I have to do some basketball games. Oh, party at Tim's! <laughs> is there a big but, basketball game this weekend? Just, just a bit, just a bit.
1: Who does N K U and
0: yeah Miami yeah. or something play? Malcolm? Kinesis. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Kinesis. Everyone gets up for Kinesis.
0: Yes. <laughs> Shall we talk about the Jose Barrero news now? Absolutely. Yes, Jose Barrero going to play some winter ball.
2: This is well, what Carlos they, has been asking for. That's right. How dare Doug put Reds shortstop? We all know he's a center fielder. Quit playing, Doug. <laughs> <laughs>
1: center fielder slash shortstop. We, we're, we're multi multi positional here. I think it was cool that they were working with him, you know, before the lockout and getting him ready for for winter ball and. I think it was cool that they, you know they the Reds were the Reds Coach staff was out working
0: with, with Barrero and with Aquino, and I think that's yeah, great. I'm for it, man. If they can play multiple positions and not get injured, bring it.
2: So what he's just gonna play like in the playoffs, right? They're already in the playoffs?
0: I think they are.
2: I would have I, I wanna say they start pretty quick.
0: Yeah. Did you have teammates that did that, Carlos? Did you have teammates that played like in Dominican for the like the winter leagues and stuff like that? I went to
2: Venezuela to play for a month, but as soon as I got over there through my first bullpen, I pulled my growing. Oh, really? So that sucked. I was basically stuck there during Christmas, and like I couldn't play or basically couldn't leave the hotel. It it was terrible. But yeah, I mean, I've played with plenty of guys that have gone over there and played.
0: So like that process. Just curious as someone who you know, like Nick and I, who haven't been in the major league bo- uh, clubhouse before. Do those guys like know, like in August they're going, or is it something where like the end of the season they're like, hey, what the hell? I'll go get some more at bats, or um,
2: you don't know until your season's over and basically if they invite you, okay, yeah. So, I mean, some, some guys know that'll play, like say maybe like a 4A player that. Has been a catcher there. He's always going to be a catcher there for the next like three or four years. He'll always be the backup catcher or the starting catcher during the regular season. But then the good catcher will come in for the playoffs.
0: Okay, I so, see what you're Yeah, it's like from what I understand, Jimbo Diaz is like Mariano Rivera in the Dominican League. Like he is unhittable at times. Is what they say. He pitched yeah. in
1: the he pitched in the Olympics.
0: Yeah, he pitched in the Olympics. That was fun.
1: So yeah. I, I got my 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 Dominican winter ball official dates for you so the season ends january 15th so i I guess they're but i mean it started at the end of october so is that the playoffs or is that just says end? so i mean i'm guessing that's like when it's over but the so the winning team from the the dominican uh playoffs actually then goes to the caribbean series which which starts in january 28th so i guess it's possible that but I, I don't know. I mean, it might be at that point, you know, that they pull him out. But I mean, I'm sure he's not like committed to the team. It's just going down there to play, right? Like he's not committed to whatever team he's on. Like when he says, "Yeah, I'm good," he's out, right? Uh, pretty much. There'll be an understanding made before.
0: Nice. So they say
2: like he's gonna get a max 75 at bats, whenever that comes. However, they use it, and okay. depending on what's going on over here too. Right if, now, it, nothing. So
0: if,
1: if if there's no signs of life, it. <laughs> when a Kirby series starts, the teams in they might say, "Yeah, keep playing, Jose." You know,
0: Our yeah. <laughs> Pujols is playing there right now. I'm sure that's going to be pretty freaking cool to be like, you know, we've got nothing to do on a Tuesday night in December. Let's go see our Pujols play.
2: Those games are so fun. They're so intense. Every game is like a a game seven, a game five. It's it's crazy, intense, and fun.
0: Are they? Yeah, I, I was always curious. so like my best well, My best friend is um. Actually, just my buddy is friends with Jumbo. Um, He's Dominican. So when he goes back home to the DR for two weeks for the holidays, he'll go to baseball games like every night. Um, And so, like, he's like, Yeah, it's like I'll be there. And like Jose Rio will sit next to me and we'll be watching games, just like hanging out. it's like, that sounds like it's like a lot of fun because, like, you know, there, you know, with football is here, obviously that's what baseball is there. But
2: yeah, it's like the European football game. I mean, it's just chance from first pitch to the end.
0: I think my favorite, and I know we're totally going off topic here, was a couple of years ago in the World Baseball Classic when there was uh, I think it was like Chinese Taipei team. There, mm-hmm. there was a game that they were playing there and I really loved it. it. was like when they were on the field on defense, the crowd was just really quiet. But when they were batting, the whole crowd was like cheering and chanting. Yeah. And stuff. I was like, that, that, that was pretty neat. That's cool. So Sydney says we got some Jose Peraza news.
1: Peraza uh, signed with the uh... The Yankees on a on a minor league deal. Ah, so they found their shortstop. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, who needs Carlos Correa when you have Jose Peraza? <laughs> Absolutely.
0: He with the Mets, heart.
1: right? Yeah. The Mets, yeah. He had a game-winning hit against uh, the Brewers. That felt big at the moment. And... <laughs> That's right. yeah. Then he got like hurt the next day or that day, didn't he? Your memory better than mine. <laughs> jose uh, Carlos Jose peraza Stan,
0: oh. love it. Real talk, love it. And then let's talk about our guy, our catcher, the future goat of the Reds, T. Steve Tyler Stevenson. Join the married club, folks. Welcome to the club. I'm only a six month member, but it's been great so far. I'm sure it'll be great for you. Had a lot of the old, had a lot of the Reds guys there at the at the at the wedding. So that was pretty neat. I saw like the, I saw the pictures kind of going all over. So, congrats to Tyler Stevenson. Hope you win a silver slugger next year, since the Reds aren't allowed to have those. Future
2: Hall of Famer Tyler Stevenson.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The Reds Hall of Famer or MLB Hall of Famer?
0: I'm leaving that open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably with India, the top two jerseys that'll be purchased after Joey leaves. Right.
1: That was pretty cool. Did you, Carlos? Did you
0: ever go to
2: a
1: teammate's wedding? Mm, not anybody that you would know. No. But you went to like? Did you go to the other minor league players' weddings? Yeah, That's cool. That's cool. it was pretty cool. I mean, he had you know India and Schrock and uh, Tremel and Friedel. And it's pretty cool. Had uh, was cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <the>, uh, <laughs> T.J. Friedel is a uh, a Reds Hall of Famer.
0: I will delete my Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> you can hold me to it. Well, I mean, it's on wax now all right so first episode post lockout obviously we're figuring this out as the baseball world is figuring it out too uh, so thank you all who are patient with us because oof, we had some stretches in this one we definitely had to push through uh, but we definitely appreciate everything I know this is crazy and we're all waiting for Red's news because we all want to want to see it again uh, but we'll we'll be here every Monday shout outs to believe and bet online check out Red's late night Reds talk live. And be sure to give us a nice, solid review on the Apple Podcast. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Late Reds, where you get all of our updates. And you can see our live shows when we put them up on Monday. So on behalf of Dick and Carlos, thank you guys for everything. Back next week. Have a good one.